When a liquid is, stu- is sucked through the straw, it quickly flows through the winding path, creating a mildly amusing spectacle. <laughs> Popular with children. The crazy stuff. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, far be it from us to be entertained, Wikipedia writer. Welcome to We Should Know Better, the podcast where we hitchhike through Wikipedia. I am Sky. I'm Kyle. And I'm Tim. Great. <laughs> Tonight, we are going... <laughs> wow. Uh, a, it's been so long, Sky, and yeah, that's, how you, we, that's how you greet us back? We Just... skipped an, uh, a couple of weeks because I was sick and I, we didn't get a chance to record. But yes, we're, this, is how, this is how I do. <laughs> you know <Wow>. me. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Tonight I'm hosting. These two are going to be trying to get from soft drink to goatee, and that's what? yep. Mm. I just realized I could have made like a oh like tea like like that's a drink as well, but no. Wait, is that not what you were doing? Nope. <laughs> I just got to goatee, and I'm like, this is good enough. Um, to choose who gets to go first. You know how soft drinks are regional. Yeah. I have a regional soft drink test. Oh wow! Let's do it. Um, I'm going to give you guys. Wait, hold on. No, cool. Sky, Sky. What? That's a party foul. You know you have. You know what you have to call it. You, this is uh, a. This is a test. Oh. About soda. A soda you pop have, quiz. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Now we can continue. I automatically win because I didn't have to tell you to do that. Yeah, I'm just going to feed you the answers now, Tim. Yep, thanks. That's fair. Just kidding. Totally fair. Uh, How this is going to work is I'm actually just going to give you, I'm going to give you a pool of of, uh, states. These are all in the United States. Um, There's six six pops that we're going to talk about. I have a pool of nine states. And uh, I'm going to give you the, just the name of the, the pop. And you tell me what... You state you think it's from, and this this okay. isn't going to be like a. I think we're going to do a test of like, oh, send me the answers. I think I'm just going to have you guys just like tell me call what. It out. Yeah, just call it out. Um, and we'll go front. We'll we'll do that, and it won't be like a who goes like who chooses first thing. It'll just be you choose what you choose, and if you choose both choose the thing, whatever. Uh, <laughs> so let's let's name the states just so uh, people can play at home. That's a, oh, that's a good call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the states Cal- the states on the go list ahead. here are oh sorry. It's uh, California, Illinois, Maine, Montana, Nevada, North Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, and Vermont. Yep. I did not pick any around mo- like the Midwest of our parts. Illinois is pretty close, but I didn't pick Vern. Verner's isn't on here. <laughs> Dang <go>. it. <laughs> All right. We're going to start. I know. We're going to start with Big Red. That's a regional one? That's a gum. Well, many mistake oh, yeah, the flavor for bubble, bubble gum. Big Red gets its deliciously different taste from citrus oils, blended with the vanilla of a traditional cream soda. Where did this originate? Some of these will be, you know, re- like, oh, that's like a southern thing. But, like, where was it, you know, first from? I'm going to say this one is Texas. I'm right, what's say your guess? Tennessee. All right, Big Red was born in Waco, 1937. No. Yep, created by I Grover C. Thompson and R. H. Rourke. It was the original red cream soda. 
<laughs> oh, wow. I didn't know if I would go that far, but I don't know what about it, about the name Big Red Screams Texas to me, but it does. Yeah, it was originally called Sun Tang Red Cream Soda, then Sun Tang Red, then Sun Tang Big Red Cream Soda. <laughs> In 1969, the president of the, San, of the San Antonio bottling plant overheard a golf caddy call it simply Big Red and changed the name one final time. Oh. Uh, they, went, like, they went through a journey. Like they needed an inspiration for that? Yeah. They're like, <laughs> I never bizarre. thought of just calling it Big Red. <laughs> all right. Kyle's got a point. Instead, also, instead of just like Sun, sun Tang. Sun, no, that's hard to say. Sun Tang. Yeah. I don't know. Sun Tang. But orangutans liked it. Remember Tang? Yeah. God, I drank so much Tang. <laughs> I feel so gross just thinking about it. Uh, next one is Cheerwine. You guys ever seen this? Uh, I have. I have seen it one time. Mm. Yes. Yeah. It's burgundy red, lightly sweet yeah. with the taste of cherries. Contains no alcohol. I would not describe it as having the taste of cherries. That's not. In its home state, you can even find cheer Cheerwine flavored ice cream. I'm going to go sure, with and Vermont. Bars. Okay. Uh, I'm going to, uh, then I'm going to say Maine. All right. Um, the, neither of those are, all, all guesses are wrong. Um, it's North Carolina. <laughs> oh no. Yep. Salisbury, North Carolina. Okay. Is that where the, the Carolina from? beverage company? The steak? Yeah. Yes. It, yes. Absolutely. That's it. It's the North Carolina Salisbury. Yep. Yeah. Steak and some <laughs> cheer wine. Uh, <laughs> In 2010, uh, CBC, also known as the Carolina Beverage Company, partnered with another okay. North Carolina company to introduce the Cheerwine Krispy Kreme Donut. Oh, no. Nice. All right. Here you go, guys. Moxie. Oh, Moxie wow. soda. This is the official state drink of the state it's from. You're kidding me. Mm. Let's go Nevada. Montana. I am so disgusted with you guys right now. I made I made the Judge John Hodgman reference. What? I just made oh, it. No. All guesses are wrong. You did. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. And, like, oh, no. not even that worked. I'm so upset. It's Maine. It's Maine. Yeah. It's, it's Judge, John, I, Judge John Hodgman talks about Moxie Maine. all the time. Yeah. I apologize, I from Your Massachusetts. Honor. I throw myself before the mercy of the court. <laughs> uh, um, well, he goes to Maine a lot. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was. It was. And uh, it was founded in. Uh, or founded. <laughs> they founded this soda <laughs> in the 1870s. Doctor Augustine Thompson. Thompson claimed the source of his tonic sufficiency was a rare and unknown South Af- South American plant. It's which cocaine, made, right? <laughs> which made Moxie great at staving off paralysis, nervousness, insomnia, and the dreaded softening of the brain. Yeah, that's cocaine. Cool. Yeah. A few years later, the doctor began adding soda water and bottling his tonic for distribution, as well as including it in the soda fountains. Mm. I don't so know. as typical, we're doing great. I have a point. I don't know what you're talking it's about, Tim. Gent- First aspect? time, Kyle. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's recap. Off the table... Maine, North Carolina, and Texas. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm making notes, so. Good. <laughs> Lester's Fixins. Oh. Have you oh, guys seen these? Yes. These are like 
novelty sodas, oh, and a lot of them are from? bad. For example, Lester Fixin's bacon soda. Yeah. No. And it's not it's not baking, it's bacon. No, I got it. <laughs> yep. Are these the ones that are like in the little six ounce cans, or am I, I miss or am I remembering bottles. something else? Oh, oh, where no. is this they're from? like in six pack bottles. Other flavors include buffalo wing, pumpkin pie, peanut butter and jelly, sweet corn, and ranch dressing. I'm gonna no. say Illinois. I want. I, I this is what I I want Tennessee for this one. Okay. Uh, all guesses are wrong. It's Dang California. It. Dang. Ugh. Yeah. Camarillo, think... California. You would think that their that their uh, their um, pollution laws would uh, would ban that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. Is this la- this is the last one, boys? Let's do it. Uh, this is blueberry breeze. <gasps> yep, it's a blueberry soda like no other, made with cane sugar and real blueberry extract, lightened with notes of citrus. Blueberry mm-hmm. breeze isn't as sickly sweet as other blueberry sodas. Uh, and it just looks, and just look at how happy those blueberries are. There must have been an image that went with this. Oh, sorry, this oh, is the say. last one. I have another one here. Well, I, I mean, just in case we get, I just didn't bold its title in that. That I failed. <laughs> I failed there. I'm gonna go back to Vermont. I think Illinois. All right, Kyle, you've got it. It's Illinois. Yes, Breeze, Illinois, the Excel was, Bottling Company. I was trying to think about a state that would. Like the closest to a Midwest thing, <laughs> where we would be like, you know what we got? <laughs> Blueberries. It's got we got berries. I can, I can definitely see Vermont, Vermont though too. Yeah, totally. Um, all right, so last one. This is worth double double the points. Oh, <laughs> we, ten thousand points. Tim, Tim could tie it up <laughs> just to make this interesting. All right, a lime lemon drink. But a far cry from Sprite and Seven Up. It first oh. appeared in 1949. It was created by a Chicago businessman, but he's not from. <laughs> we already have Illinois. Dang um, it! He set out to concoct a drink fortified with vitamins and minerals, an alternative to other sugary, calorie-rich sodas. It was first marketed as an energy booster, for and for its therapeutic effects. This drink is called Doctor Enough. So E N U F. Yep. Let's see here. Businessman, mm. lemon lime, misspellings. Each bottle of Dr. Enough contains 80% of the RDV of vitamin B1, vitamin B3, potassium, and iodine. You want to you want to you want to drink that stuff when you're want to be up all night in Nevada. <laughs> I'm going to vote Montana on this one. All right. Uh it is Tennessee. Oh. Yeah. It's also available in diet and cherry flavored herbal varieties. Herbal, <laughs> yeah. What What do they mean by herbal varieties? I'm a little afraid of I that. I don't know, but Kyle, you, you got you got the thing. Good job. Oh man! Congratulations oh, right. on getting the thing, Kyle. Congratulations on guessing <laughs> random states. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I used very good reasoning for most of that. <laughs> Not my, the fact that I was wrong. You know. 80% of the time, notwithstanding. Yeah. Um, all right. I figured it out. Let's talk about some soft drinks. Uh, have we been to this page before? I don't know if we've... I, I don't know. I think we've been to something similar, at least. Yeah. I know we've been to several individual soft drinks pages. 
Um, yeah, I don't think we've been to this this page necessarily. Or if, if we have, it's changed in several different ways. It has the most <laughs> boring photo of a soft drink. It does. It's just kind of like, this is what you get at a cocktail party that your boss threw. I was thinking mm. more of like um, on a plane. That's oh, true too. Oh, no, it they is. They wouldn't give you but a glass. Yeah, oh, no, true. it would be a... Cu- yeah. But yeah, just it's just um, a, a dark soda with some bubbles and some ice in a little cup and oh wow i wish that was like the definition a soft drink <laughs> it's a dark drink with instead of it's a glass of cola served with ice cubes yes yeah can i edit, can uh, I edit according to this a soft drink on the other hand is a drink that typically contains carbonated water although some lemonades are not carbonated Ooh. this says that a it's sweetener. a nutella tumbler that glass what? wait I'm sorry. I clicked on the picture and I got like the sub like description. You know, there's two. Yeah. Cola in a glass Nutella tumbler served with ice cubes. That's Hmm. not a thing, right? No. Unless like Nutella brand sold tumblers. Mm. I don't know. Um, uh, Okay. Anyway, carbonated water, sweetener and natural or artificial flavoring. The sweetener may be a sugar, high fructose corn syrup, Fruit juice, a sugar substitute, or some combination of these things. I just wanted Great. to note that I, I tried. Um, I tried searching Nutella tumbler. Yeah, and no, you got the only thing that comes up Nutella. is Nutella's tumbler page. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Let's see if anything on it has been flagged for indecency. Did they recently like make that indecency thing? Because I've I've seen. Oh yeah, several. as of as of today. Yeah. Oh okay, gotcha. Um. Man, do you guys think that any of the Nintendo tumblers are getting flagged? Probably so, all. Um, they um, today they posted um the the Smash um update today was Bayonetta. Oh no! And they posted that on the Tumblr, and everyone's like, "Nintendo, no!" <laughs> <laughs> all right, sorry, we can cut all that. Anyway, soft drinks, soft drinks are called soft. No, okay. <laughs> I never knew this, and this is terrifying to me because I don't like the thought of any of this. Soft drinks are called soft in contrast with, quote, hard alcoholic drinks. Uh, Small amounts of alcohol may be present in a soft drink, but the alcohol content must be less than uh, 0.5% of the total volume of the drink. The drink is to be considered non-alcoholic. Fruit punch, tea... Uh, even kombucha, it says here, and other non-alcoholic drinks are technically soft drinks by the definition, but are not refer- generally not referred to as such. So don't ever call them that or else you're going to get some looks. Yeah. I mean, that's not what anyone means when they say soft drink. Oh, man. <laughs> How would you react if if you were like, oh, yeah, someone's like, oh, you want some of the drink? Yeah, uh, you know, we got some soft drinks in here. You're like, yeah, I'll, I'll take something like that. And they come out with a bunch of kombucha. Ugh. What would what would your reaction be? That okay, probably. hold up, hold up. Ugh. Can you can you affect the positioning of, of photos on a page? What? What? Can you like can you shift where photos are on the on a Wikipedia page as part of oh, the editing? Oh, as like an editor? Yeah. Uh maybe. Cuz someone Why? down here put in the best soft drink ever. Yes, <laughs> I definitely definitely a reason that I included this page. Yeah, it's the it's the the lot soft drink from Korea. Oh, it has no. the Pokemon on it. Someone's yeah. got a great photo of the Squirtle one. 
So does that taste like a Squirtle? I don't, or that, no, I've a really never tried great it. photo. Like, look at that mm. background. Like, they're in like a classroom oh, or something, and it's like it's like it's got a soft sort of uh, depth of field. It does. It's, it's a very beautiful good. photo. The way that he's holding this the 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 can is very appealing. Yeah, it's very well constructed. Yeah. Yeah, I'm impressed. Anyway, I have to get us somewhere from here. Um, but uh, first, I do want to point out, and Sky, I, I appreciate that you may. I don't know if you vetted this or not, but I, but I, I, I'm assuming you did. That it references here in the history, the the origins of soft drinks lie in the development of fruit flavored drinks in the medieval Middle East. Not, uh, not you know, uh, <laughs> not the Greeks Greece and Roman. Mm, yeah. yeah. Um, the a, fr- a variety of fruit flavored soft drinks were widely drunk. Oh, I don't know what these are, but I kind of want to know now. Uh, widely drunk, such as Sharbat, it looks like, and were often sweetened with ingredients such as sugar, syrup, and honey. That sounds amazing. Wow. I would totally do that. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, other common ingredients include lemon, apple, pomegranate, tamarind, uh, jujube, I think, uh, sumac, uh, musk, musk, Ew. mint, and ice. Ice isn't a... Oh, I guess it's an ingredient. Okay. I suppose that that's yeah. an ingredient. <laughs> it does make it a different thing, I guess. Uh, Middle Eastern drinks later became popular in medieval Europe where the word syrup was derived from Arabic. Guys, how do you say the word syrup? Syrup. Syrup. Okay, so neither none of us are syrups. Syrups. No. no. Yeah. Syrup. It happens. I'm not, I'm not making fun. I, I'm just I'm just always curious. It's one of those words that that people pronounce one way or another. Um, in Tudor England, water imperial was widely drunk. It was a sweetened drink with lemon flavor and containing cream of tartar. So that's a that's a lemonade with cream in it. That's a party. Uh, <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> uh, well, a party in the Dark Ages, anyway. Um, mayonnaise creased was a sweetened cordial flavored with rose water, violets, or cinnamon. Did you say mayonnaise? That, that's what it says. M-A-N-A-Y-S. Oh, okay. Or I suppose mayonnaise creased. Sure. If we're putting if we're making it possessive, like it's it's that guy's creased. Um oh so all of those flavors, uh rose water, violets, or cinnamon could also be very good. That this, this sounds I'm okay with any of these. Where did we, how did we get from that to high fructose corn syrup? Well, I mean, I know how we did it because yeah. we needed to make money. Yes. But, um, and corn's cheap. Um, let's see. Oh, no. Oh, guys, 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 guys. Um, another early type of soft drink was lemonade made of water and lemon juice sweetened with honey, but without carbonated water. The company de Limonadiers Limon, of Paris... Oh my gosh, the Company of Lemonaders <laughs> of Paris was granted monopoly for the sale of lemonade soft drinks in 1676. Vendors carried tanks of lemonade on their back and dispersed cups to the of the soft drink to Parisians. Guys, it's like the hot chocolate. That's a reference. Maybe. That was a hot, yeah. Yeah. Uh, to the Do you think absolute, they fought? Oh, I hope so. you you they have to. The Tim, they're they're naturally opposing uh elements. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to. One for hot days, one um, for cold days. Oh my goodness! And never the t- and if they met, it created like a thunderstorm. Yep, exactly. 
Um, for any listeners who don't know what we're talking about, please go to the Hot Chocolate webpage or the, our, uh, Wikipedia article mm-hmm. and look for the image of a person carrying a hot chocolate dispersing tank on their back. We have looked so intensely for more information about this individual tank. Yes. I just want to know more about yeah, it. We covered that I want to know how this happened. Thank you. I just made up oh, a number, gosh. but it's going to get people to listen to episode 47. I really hope that episode 47 is good. Me too. Let me see, let's see what episode 47 was. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, I found well, the, By the way, uh, I found the... the um, so Nutella, before it became popular okay. in the States... You could find it in Italian import store stores, and it came in like glass jars that could oh. be reused as glasses. And people kept them as tumblers. So that's oh my goodness! And that yeah. and that person that made that that image thought it was that important to include. Uh, episode forty-seven: The Grim Spanish Giblets. Oh no! Don your team, that is a good one. Don your team polo and reading glasses. Kyle has us going from bowling to librarian. Along yes. the way, Tim discovers how Washington Irving pretty much was early American culture, and Sky delves into the secrets of the British realm. Uh, if there's I recall, a, there's a photo here of Saint Francis Drake rolling his eyes. Yeah, I thought I was going to say I thought you went through Francis Drake. Yeah. Yes. Or one of the one of the navigators. Yes. Yeah. Man, I don't oh, remember. Man. I don't remember much. It's a while. I should re-listen to these episodes and re- relearn everything that we didn't. <laughs> so should learn. all our listeners. Uh, yeah, no, I'm sure. Sorry. All of you guys. Uh, <laughs> both of you. Uh, so uh, they're talking about, they have a little bit here about uh, the industrialization of, you know, uh, how soft drinks became a thing. Um, they they kind of talk about um, uh, carbonated lemonade uh, being very popular in the 1800s. Interestingly here, mixer drinks became popular in the second second half of the century. Tonic water was originally uh, quinine added to water as a prophylactic against malaria and was consumed by British officials stationed in the tropical areas of South Asia and Africa. So quinine powder uh, was so bitter that people began mixing the powder with soda and sugar and a basic tonic water was created. The first commercial tonic water was produced in 1855. So... Because of malaria, we have soda. That's wild. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, it probably, I mean, it's a thing that is very popular anyway, but it probably would have happened regardless, but in a totally different way. It's just weird how things connect sometimes. It's true. All right. Huh. Let's see. I need to find a way. Wait, hold on. What's this about the bottles exploding? There's persistent no problem the soft drink page by the way what's that no good vandalism oh that's a shame uh a persistent problem in the soft drink industry was the lack of an effective sealing of the bottles carbonated drink bottles were under great pressure from the gas so inventors tried to find a way to best prevent the carbon dioxide or bubbles from escaping the bottles would explode if the pressure was too great Hiram Codd devised a patented bottling machine while working at a small mineral waterworks in in the Caledonian Road, Islington, in um, London in 1870. This sounds made up. His cod neck bottle, hyphenated, okay. was designed to enclose a marble and a rubber washer in the neck. The bottles were filled upside down, and the pressure of the gas forced the marble against the washer, sealing in the carbonation. The bottle was pinched into a special shape to provide a chamber 
into which the marble was pushed to open the bottle. This prevented the marble from blocking the neck of the water of the bottle as the drink was poured. He by the eighteen by eighteen seventy three he had granted twenty licenses and received a further fifty applications. Okay, that's a lot. I always wondered why there was that kind of knob in the neck of a of a soda bottle, and I guess it's to keep the carbonation from destroying the bottle. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, okay. Might. Guess we so. like. Sort of, kind of. Okay, let's see. What? Sorry see, for my, my hit on short-term memory. Where are we going again? Uh, goatee. goatee. Goatee, okay. So here's the thing. The thing that I'm considering, and I, I know I know that this is not a good way to do this, mm-hmm. but the thing that I'm considering is trying to get to, like, Mountain Dew and trying to go for... You know, like pro skaters or other people who are extreme and or people who would have goatees. So people that are extreme have goatees? Yeah. Yes, guy. Okay. That's what I'm going Some with. Some of them do. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, Tim? Listeners, Tim, Tim has a goatee. <laughs> so I said some. I'm not in that list. Oh, yes, you. Okay. All right. I'm not extreme. Um, I disagree. Okay, let's see. I would say... Jeez, do I just go with, oh, wait, there's movie theaters in here, too. <laughs> Fast food restaurant? Oh, no, there's too many good choices. Uh, glasses is in here, but that's not going to get me to, like, hmm. Hmm. Glasses are very close to go- goatees. Yes. Spatially, they are, yes. Um, I mean... Technically speaking, any form of drinking container is the closest thing you would get to a goatee on this page because it has to pass by the goatee to get to your mouth. Um, that's the that's the format that I'm working with. Okay, you okay. know what? I'm just I, I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to just pick. Um, hmm. let's just go with. I'm trying. I'm looking to see if there are any. Coca Cola. Yeah. Do I want to just go with that? Yeah, I think I do. Um, I'm going to click on the Coca Cola company. Oh, that's a pretty good pull. Oh, thank you. Coca Cola company. All right. I see you can go with that. Uh, I'm going to choose. um, I'm actually going to go with something that is placed near a goatee. When used, uh-huh. and that is the drinking straw. Oh, drinking good straw! Right. Dang, nice job! All right, cool. so Coca Cola. Yeah, this is a an enormous page, but can I say for for as large as large as Coca Cola is, I thought this page would be bigger. Yeah, like it's a long page, but there's not a lot of info here. I'm they, keep very a, they keep a tight fist on that. Mm, that's true. They keep you a little bit too much about say. us. I bet a lot of the stuff that we would expect to find is just like on Coke like itself. Like the product. Oh yeah, probably. This yeah. is all about like the stocks and the staff. Oh, it's the actual company, the boring stuff. Yeah. Good. Consumer relations and civic involvement. Boo boo. Boo is uh, right. And by nineteen eighteen ninety five, Coca Cola was being sold in every state in the union. Uh which is a thing I didn't realize that just after the Civil War, Coca-Cola had a stranglehold hold on uh, on the U.S. 
Coca-Cola's first ad. sweet juice. <laughs> to help with reconstruction. Uh, <laughs> Coca-Cola's first ad read, Coca-Cola, delicious, refreshing, exhilarating, invigorating. Those are words that are positive. I mean, yeah. I, here's the thing that they're they're not not they're not saying that Coca-Cola does these things. These are just things you like, you know. Yeah. These are all good words. Good words. Okay. Good words. Let's see. Uh I don't want to talk about oh, their acquisitions uh possibly driven by nationalism. Cool. Um honest all tea. Right. Oh, oh, we have a list of their staff and management on. They here. make honest what? tea? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think that was one of the ones. Hang on. Oh, here we are. Monster beverage. That's what I was after. Uh, in 2011, it required the remaining stake in honesty. I guess so. Having bought 40% in 2008. Um, oh, they also own Zico, a coconut water company. Um, they also made Breakmate. What's that? (laughs) It's no longer manufactured. It was a three-flavor dispenser introduced by Coca-Cola and Simons in 1988, intended for uses with offices, uses in offices with five to fifty people. <laughs> That's Gosh. the ideal number of people to have three different soft drinks for. Uh, its refrigerated <laughs> compartment held three individual one-liter plastic containers of soda syrup and a CO2 tank. Like a soda fountain, it mixed syrup in a one-to-five ratio with carbonated water. In North America, Coca-Cola discontinued spare breakmate break break parts in 2007. <laughs> wow, they lasted what? for a while. And stopped distributing the syrup in 2010. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, they have Nest Tea is what they have. Oh, okay. Right. So, yeah. In a joint venture with Nestle, just as... Man, two big powerhouses coming together. They also had Fruitopia. You know, Do you remember Fruitopia? I don't. Which one was that? Is that just a fruit it's juice? Like a, yeah. Yeah. Flavored water type thing? Yeah, I think it's it's a fruit flavored. Yeah, it's fruit flavored. It's just a fruit flavored drink is what it calls it. <laughs> um, it's a right. pet project of Coke's former marketing chief, Sergio Zyman. Mm. Just Great. Loves it. Um, the brand's flagship, the brand's flagship flavor would be strawberry passion awareness. Oh no. yeah, I remember that. <laughs> awareness denied. Great. Oh man. Uh, they also list here. Um, let's see. Uh, in 2012, Coca-Cola uh, was listed as a partner of the Red Campaign, together with other brands such as Nike, Girl, American Express, and Converse. Which, I mean, you know, get all the heavy hitters out there. The campaign's mission was to prevent the transmission of HIV, the HIV virus from mother to child by 2015. So, I guess, good good effort, I guess. This is... Mm. Mm. I feel weird about corporations getting involved in this stuff. Um, anyway. Alright, so, I... Oh, uh, Sky, uh, is there any good... Uh, vandalism on this page i'll check i feel like there should be checking on some vandalism in 1969 the company released simba which was a take on mountain dew and had packaging that was african desert themed replete 
with an African lion as the symbol of the brand. The tag tagline was, oh, oh, no. Oh, no, the tagline's terrible. Oh, no. Oh, the tagline no. was I thought, I thought at first Simba. it was like, the tagline is, oh, yeah, no. no. Yeah, no. No. The, the tagline was, Simba, it cures the African thirst. Uh, what? Not not cool. Not not cool. No. For what is that? No. The the continent that is the most hard up for fresh and clean water. Uh, hate oh, this. No. Hate this. Not a not a, yeah not a a fan. A lot of a lot of dumb vandalism here. Uh, people is just it? write hi or hello. <laughs> okay. Uh, All right, I'm not going to... Somebody here added that Fruitopia fruit drink is made with pee. Good. There we go. Pee awareness. Fruitopia. Oh, Oh. okay. I see what they... Wow, Tim. Thank you for helping me with that. Here, someone just deleted the entire page from the looks of it. (laughs) Okay, fine. All right, I'm clicking monster beverage. Yeah, man, you can't get more intense than than that. I'm going for... Yeah. There's got to be a goatee somewhere around this page. All right. Monster beverage. Let me find that for a sec here. Yeah, it's near the top uh, under acquisitions. Monster beverage. Do, 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 do. <laughs> monster beverage corp. Is that what it takes you to? I guess so, yeah. It said just monster oh, beverage, just... but when I clicked on it, it got me to the company, which is less fun. So it's it's monster beverage, monster underscore beverage, right? Correct, yes. All right. Okay. Well, Tim, we're looking at straws. The drinking straw. Specifically or... eight drinking straws. <laughs> There's a picture here, and the <laughs> yes. caption is eight drinking straws. <laughs> eight long drinking straws made from plastic and having flexible heads positioned next to each other in order to look like the color gradation of the rainbow. They are standing oh against a white background. Except the rainbow only has seven colors. It's true. There's an extra color here. What is it? Pink? It's that pink on the end. Yep. Yeah. So you're a liar, Wikipedia. <laughs> wow. Whoa. Anyway, a drinking straw or a drinking tube is a small pipe no. that allows its user to more conveniently <laughs> consume a beverage. Hey, uh, can I get a drinking tube over here? Drinking tube. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm sorry. I just, I need a hey, drinking tube hey, for this. Drinking intubate me here. I need tubes. <laughs> oh, man. Next time you're at a restaurant, just be like, hey, can I get a drinking tube? And then they'll look just, at you like, what? And you're like, yeah, right there. And you like point to like the little pel- the little pouch that has the little straws. Yeah, yeah I just need a drinking uh, tube. No. Sorry, do you have like the cardboard drinking tubes? Because, you know, I'm trying to save the environment. Yeah, we're going to do it together, you and me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with cardboard <laughs> drinking tubes. Cardboard, yeah, obviously. Cardboard drinking tubes. <laughs> okay. Uh, a thin tube of paper, <laughs> plastic, or other material is used by placing one end in the mouth and the other in the beverage. Yeah. A combination of muscular up. action. <laughs> of Wait, the what? And cheeks. Oh no! So reduces Wait, air what pressure. Did you just say? A combination of muscular action of the tongue and cheeks <laughs> reduces air pressure in the mouth and above the liquid in the straw, whereupon atmospheric <laughs> pressure forces the beverage through the straw. Yeah. Oh my! Uh, the That's first, the first, so upsetting. The first known straws were made by the Sumerians and were used for drinking beer. Probably to avoid the solid byproducts of fermentation that sink to the bottom. Great. Ugh. Good. Cool. 
The oldest drinking straw in existence, found in a Sumerian tomb dated 3000 BCE, was a gold tube inlaid with the precious blue stones lapis lazuli. Did I pronounce that correctly? Wow. Lapis. Uh, let's go with it. I think it's lapis, lapis yeah. Laz- but lazuli. no one cares. Lapis lazuli. None of us know. Lapis we're, lazuli. We're on a podcast where we don't learn things. <laughs> Argentines and their neighbors have, for several hundred years, used for drinking mate mate tea mate tea i'm so bad at this a similar metallic device called a bombilla that acts as both a straw and a sieve whoa (laughs) dang uh let's see here uh marvin c stone patented the modern drinking straw made of paper in 1888 there's a picture of him he's got a nice little got a nice little goatee there no! But I don't think that's oh. going to go anywhere. Like, it doesn't say I, he has a goatee on here. You don't think it'll mention it? No. You don't think that that's important that they're like Marvin C. Stone, who invented the invented the straw and had a had a really good goatee? Mm-hmm. Not going to happen. Oh, but, that's a oh, shame. Not. So he patented the modern drinking straw made of paper in 1888 to address the shortcomings <laughs> of the rye grass straw. No. He came upon the idea while drinking a mint <laughs> julep on a hot day in Washington, D.C. The taste oh, of the rye was mixing with the drink and lips. giving it a grassy taste, which he found unsatisfactory. <laughs> Do you know what we need is a drinking tube. <laughs> he wound paper around a pencil to make a thin tube, slid out the pencil from one end, and applied glue between the strips. So then it tasted like glue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> He later refined it by building a machine that would coat the outside of the paper with wax to hold it together so the glue wouldn't dissolve in bourbon. Okay, there you go. Hmm. Whew. There's a lot of types of straws. What's the worst <laughs> type of straw? Wait. I I mean... You know there's a right the cardboard, answer to this. The cardboard one is the worst one. Uh, the, Cardboard's bad. No, the worst kind of straw is a straw with a spoon at the end. You got it, my friend. Because it I'm gets sorry, down the to a, what? There's like, like you tend to get them with like slushes. Yeah, it's a like straw that you can or... you can suck through it. I do but not it's got know what a little spoon about. at the end, so you can kind of scoop out the ice and chomp it that way if you want to. You have. So here's to what, what actually happens. About. Yes. When you use <laughs> this us. thing on a slush, <laughs> you basically just suck all the syrup out of the ice. And then you're just left with gross, tasteless ice. What's worse Bad. is once you get down to a certain level, the hole for the straw uh, loses contact with the remaining layer of what you're trying to consume. So you have to use yep. the the uh, you have to use the, the really spoon. But by then, spoon. everything is melted, and which tasteless. you needed the straw for. But you can't yep. use it, and you can't use the spoon anymore. Because hey, I'm let's so you know, I'm not here. I'm not taking Dimatap here. I'm trying to drink a beverage, <laughs> right? <laughs> so the what's worst. the point? Terrible, terrible. I agree. The best straw? Me too. I don't know what you're talking about. You, you I sent you a picture. You've never seen these? Oh, oh, yeah. I okay. So here's the thing. I didn't even recognize that as a spoon on the end of that. What did yeah. you think it was? That's why, because it's such a bad no. spoon. Yeah, no, it's a weird scoop thing. I didn't really think of that like, oh, It spoon. is more like a scoop. That's, it's true. That's what yeah. all spoons are, Kyle. No, a spoon has things. like an actual lip. <laughs> like it's got like it's got a, like an actual concave shape to it. This is just 
the straw had an accident is what this looks like. Now, the, someone, probably a, a spoon straw apologetist here, <laughs> says the original purpose was to avoid ice clogging up the submerged end of the straw. Mm, yeah, that. But guess what? But That's a lie. That's a lie. How does that make sense? Because it still <laughs> happens. It still happens. Probably worse. Oh. Mm. Best kind of straw. Crazy straw. Crazy straw. Yep. Okay. I don't know what you're talking... No, I'm joking. Okay. That one I... <laughs> when a liquid is, stu- is sucked through the straw, it quickly flows through the winding path, creating a mildly amusing spectacle. <laughs> Popular with children. The crazy straw. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, far be it from us to be entertained, Wikipedia writer. Oh, I suppose this is mildly some... amusing if you're a child a or a bleeb. <laughs> or... Or in someone who's autistic. The crazy straw may have some therapeutic benefit for people with autism. What? Wow. It's wow. cited here. It says crazy straw. Yeah, the fabric of autism weaving the threads into a cogent theory. Amazing. Uh, color changer straws are, are also good. Haven't seen color one of changer those in a long straws. Time. Ooh, that is neat. Yeah. Oh, no, okay. Now I'm just looking up crazy straws. Yeah. There's some good ones. Mm-hmm. Oh. There's the bachelorette party ones. Craziest straw. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be like a like a world record, like a Guinness yeah. BS record, record for that. Crazy straw. While you're looking Let's at that, another. I want to talk about um, plastic drinking straws and people have ragged them for contributing to pollution, contributing to petroleum consumption. And they offer here a list of uh, different uh, alternative straws, materials. You can have a bamboo straw, a glass straw, a metal straw, stainless steel straws. Cases with straw cleaning brushes are available, it notes. Mm -hmm. Straw straws, (laughs) paper straws, (laughs) pasta straws. Silicone straws mm. and BPA-free straws, which I suppose are I mean, still made of plastic, though, right? But it's BPA-free, I guess. I don't know. It doesn't help the pollution element. I mean, Tim, what you really need to do is just always have a pack of Twizzlers on you. You always have straws. Yeah, that's true. There you go. Always carry a Twizzler with you. You never know when you might need some. You gotta some. bite both Sky, ends. Sky, you don't like don't Twizzlers, to bite don't both you? Ends. Don't else you won't have a tube. <laughs> how wh- how did they say it, Tim? How what's what's the muscular action? <laughs> yeah, that mu- that muscular action of the tongue and cheeks is not going to go anywhere. You might hurt yourself. <laughs> you might. All right, dear listener, I need you to go to recordsetter.com/straw-world-records and we're going to we're going to go down a road here. What do you want to see? Do you want to see the longest time blowing milk bubbles? What? How about the most straws fit in mouth at once? Oh, Not daring yes. enough? That's 1,001 straws. That's a lot of straws. What about most straws fit into nostrils? Only 40. Still, <laughs> still impressive. This one has a warning on it. Warning. Stuffing things into nostrils can be dangerous. Yeah, of course it can. Hey, man. Longest time to keep a straw in mouth. 
Yes, and this there's this kid in Prague, and he and the and he's, <laughs> he just sits there for an hour, an hour and seventeen minutes with a straw in his mouth, and he has a record. There's a video of him. And it's great because he just sits there with a straw in his mouth and just looks bored. He's sitting in like a gaming chair because of course he okay. is. Okay, he's got a Minecraft shirt on, and he's the- got dozens and dozens of like. Guys, either the, soft drinks or some sort of can behind him. There's, there's, I need this, the link. This, I can't find it again. This record has a comment. Noah, good oh, job. But it looks like your video is incomplete. It should show the whole duration of your attempt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, that's true. It cuts off early. This kid cheating? No, no, he does. It, it does. He must have updated. Longest it. time to keep it a straw the end. in mouth. Oh, it does. And then he okay. like sh- he like shows he like shows the camera the straw at the end. Like longest yeah. time balancing a table tennis ball on a hockey puck on a straw. Oh no! Wait, there's a history to this this one. There, what? This has been broken one, two, three, four, five times. Okay, wait, 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 wait. One <laughs> of these is a failed attempt. <laughs> Someone. <laughs> You want to see the moment when they lost it? It does not beat the current record. She only does it for one minute and 30 seconds. <laughs> and submitted it? I'm watching the end. See what happens. <laughs> she has like a crazy straw. And she's like moving it around in her mouth. And it just falls out at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Fastest time to drink 6.75 ounces of Sunny D through a straw. Oh my gosh. Warning, speed drinking can be dangerous. Please yeah. do not attempt this record unless you are above the age of 18. Man. Oh, wow. What were we doing again? Straws. Wikipedia. There we go. Straws. So, um, oh, I also wanted to know before, note before I left that there's a fiction section devoted to the fiction of drinking straws or drinking straws prominent in fiction. It has oh. one entry. Cool. Nicholson Baker's novel, The Mezzanine, from 1988, includes a what? detailed discussion of various types of drinking straws experienced by the narrator and their relative merits. So they just... Experienced? They just did what we did, but but wrote it down. <laughs> experienced by the narrator is the... Hmm, that is the weirdest possible way you could say that. Sounds like how... Someone who's into the yeah. mezzanine would so, describe it. So, the, <laughs> so to get on track here, I'm, I'm going to go back up to the muscular action. Yeah. Because oh, a goatee is. is close to the cheeks. The nose. Ooh, I'm going to yes. cheek. Oh, that is <laughs> Girl cheeky. with um, puffy cheeks. It's <laughs> 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 the picture that greets you here. <laughs> don't, don't spoil it, Tim. We got <laughs> Both, yeah, to burn once both images on this page are fantastic. <laughs> Separately, together they are a masterpiece. <laughs> we'll get to it. I'm glad some of us are having a good time because I'm here on the Monster Beverage, Beverage Corp page. Yeah. Uh, is an American 19. beverage company that manufactures oh. energy drinks such as Monster Energy, Relentless, and Burn. Great. Why would you call any? You know what? Anyway, uh, NASCAR announced on December 1st, 2016, that a multi-year deal that will make Monster Energy the only 
third entitlement sponsor in its premier series history. That's a weird way to say that. Huh. And as of 2012, it held nearly 35%. Holy. Nearly a third of all energy drinks in the U.S. are monster energy drinks. Wow. You know what? I got. I can name them in Red Bull. I don't think I can name anything else. I suppose that's true. Uh, yeah. What um. A, yeah. What a monopoly. Well, they got it. <laughs> they nailed it. Um. All right. So I don't know who drinks Red Bull. Is it like college kids mixing it into things? Yeah, I know I who drinks assumed, Monster. I've only seen them. Uh, I mean, I never. I've never had Red Bull, but I know you. You can mix Me it either. with things. Yeah. Um. All right. So. Uh, I, I don't want to talk about this page because it's very boring with the exception of, I mean, only, only, only slightly interesting is, uh, their fruit juices section because they talk about juices for children in which they refer to, uh, Hanson's juice blast line of children's juice Gross. drinks was launched in conjunction with Costco. Oh, great. Uh, and sold. What's that? I said, oh, great. Yeah. And sold in Costco stores. Hanson also has a Juice Slam <laughs> line of children's juice drinks. Both lines sold in six-ounce boxes. Then there are the junior juice beverage businesses, uh, which all of these are targeted at preschoolers. And they have calcium and added and added uh, vitamin C, which, nice. Um, the brand was introduced in 1991 by McCain Foods and sold blah, blah, blah. Uh, Hanson's replaced the original four mascots, which were Uncle Froggy, Emily the Mouse, Ronald Rabbit, hmm. and Nick the Fox, um, with Clifford the Big Red Dog. <laughs> Is that the name of the fox in the in that one Zootopia movie? I was Nick? about to say yes. Yeah. Weird. It, it's cited. That's that's a real thing. It, oh, actually, no. It's just cited to YouTube in general. YouTube.com. Oh yeah. So it might not be too. real. Uh-huh. Um anyway, I just wanted to talk I just wanted to say Juice Blast and Juice Slam and then just, you know, mention that Clifford the Red, Big Red Dog upstaged a bunch of, you know, uh doodled, uh yeah, fake animals. <laughs> Unlike him. <laughs> you know, he he's he's already got a big presence, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um let's see. Yeah, not I, not the choices you're looking for, I think. But not at all. Zero percent of the choices I was no, looking who for. Who has goatees? Of my NASCAR daily allowance. Drivers. What's that? NASCAR drivers. I you know, Sky, I'm half I'm half into clicking that. <laughs> they also have a microbrewery on here, and you know who have goatees. Oh man. Yeah. Sarsaparilla's um, on here. Cowboys had goatees. <laughs> did they? I don't know. I feel like I feel like this is becoming a, a like a self fulfilling prophecy now that we think that everyone just had you know who had goatees, the Greeks, um, the Greeks and Romans. No, <laughs> um, oh jeez, I guess I don't want to click microbrewery. I mean, I do, but I don't. You know what? No, I am going to click it because there's got to right. be something ridiculous on there. Microbrewery. Yeah. Let's go back to cheeks. Cheeks. Let's get to cheeks. So there's there's the picture of the girl with with puffy cheeks. She's looking downwards, and under her is a picture of a cheetah, just looking <laughs> like just express as expressionless <laughs> expressionless as a cheetah could ever look. 
<laughs> like, Kyle, you just need to see this com- combination. The cheetah's there because of mylar <laughs> stripes. Uh, <laughs> like, on the cheeks. But, yeah, it's this girl with a puppy This is This is amazing. These are beautiful. Not too much on this page, unfortunately. Uh, the cheeks constitute the area of the face below the eyes and between the nose and the left or right ear. Oh, man. Uh, I mean, not wrong. Region is innervated by the buccal nerve. Buchel? Buchel. B-U-C-C-A-L-L. Nerve. <laughs> sure. Yeah, which means relating to the cheek. Yep. In other animals, the cheeks may be referred to as jowls. Yeah. Whoa. Like big hound dogs. Structure. <laughs> cheeks are fleshy in humans. Uh, what what did we what did we find? Remember? Uh, oh, geez, what were those called? Flues? What we found out that what hound dogs with the because the cheeks all the jowls have a particular name. Is oh, it flues? yeah. Maybe. I'll I'll, I'll I, look I don't it want up. To have a better Keep going. Guess. Yeah. I just want to remind you again that cheeks are fleshy in humans. Citation. Stop it. The skin Cheek. being suspended by the chin and the jaws, forming the lateral wall this? of the human mouth, visibly oh. touching the cheekbone below the eye. <laughs> Why does this sound so gross? The inside of the cheek is lined with a mucous membrane. <laughs> Buccal mucosa. <laughs> Part of the oral mucosa. <laughs> wow. I'm gonna I'm gonna disconnect from this call. <laughs> Um, some animals, such as squirrels and hamsters, use the buckle pouch to carry food or other items. Um, buttocks. Sometimes people refer to the buttocks as the cheeks because of their semi-round appearance. Society and culture. The cheek is the most common location from which a DNA sample can be taken. Those are the only entries for buttocks in society and culture. Oh god, I gotta view I gotta look for vandalism now. <laughs> Tim Tim, we're gonna get we're gonna get deleted from Twi- from Tumblr. Stop <laughs> Buckle. I like how they're like <laughs> sometimes butt cheeks are called cheeks. <laughs> like, come on, dude. Everyone calls them butt cheeks. I mean, do you just say butts? I mean <laughs> Yeah. A right and left butt. But <laughs> I mean, um so I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going around the face here. I'm gonna click on chin. Yeah, that's a good call, I think. That's probably gonna do it. Alright. Well, Tim, I think you're I think you're gonna get there before me, I but don't know. a microbrewery or craft brewery is a brewery that produces a small amount of, produces small amounts of beer, not a small amount, just like one beer. Typically much smaller than large scale corporate breweries. And is independently owned. Such breweries are generally characterized by their emphasis on quality, flavor, and brewing t- technique, which is not what anyone else is, I guess. I don't. Um, it says here uh, the microbrewing movement began in the United Kingdom in the 1970s. Although traditional artisanal brewing existed in Europe for centuries and subsequently spread to other countries, citation needed on that. But like, why even bring it up? Artisanal beer has been around since there have been people since sure. since there's been rotting stuff. Yep, that's that's weird. Uh, United Kingdom, uh, a brew pub is a pub that brews its own beer for sale on the premises. Great, 
Um, okay, so I, I came here wanting to read about, like, yeah, the craft brewing. <clears throat> yeah, okay. it's here. Oh, yeah, it is. Uh, craft brewing is a more encompassing term for developments in the industry, industry succeeding the microbrewing movement of the late 20th century. Um, so it, they're saying here that it's not about... Um, they're saying that it that, that again that it's going uh, going off again from like we're not like the big guys who are just making as much beer as possible, mm-hmm. but they're going to emphasize flavor and quality. And I mean, the people that I know who have done this, it generally there are believe me, there are definite artists in this, but there's a lot of people who are just like, well, I made the hoppiest thing I could possibly make, <laughs> just used all the hops, just used all the hops, made, <laughs> made my own IPA. Uh-huh. Um because everyone thinks that's everyone thinks that's what everyone likes. Uh-huh. Okay. <clears throat> oh, this is weird. Uh the perception oh, oh guys, uh in the guys, listeners, men out there, uh do you like uh beer that is in a bottle or a can? Uh what do you do you guys prefer one way or the other? Uh I mean, I know cans are technically better. I prefer glass. So, according to the microbrewery page, you're both wrong. <laughs> uh, not, not, not really. Uh, the perception that bottles lead lead to a taste that is superior to canned beer is outdated, as most aluminum cans are lined with a polymer coating that protects the beer from the po- problematic metal. Great! I love polymers in my food. Yeah. Okay. However. Since drinking directly from a can may still result in a metallic taste, most craft brewers recommend pouring beer into a glass prior to consumption. So right. you don't just need a draft. You you should, if you're going to drink it from a can, it should go into a glass first. So you're like 50% right there, Tim. Okay. Um, however, uh, it says that uh, 3% of craft beer is sold in cans, 60% sold in bottles, and the kegs represent the remainder of the market because... There's always that guy who really just wants to learn how to bottle his own beer. Mm. I gotta stop you here. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. These added bonuses of cans. Canned beer cools more quickly, and cans oh. have a greater surface area for wraparound designs <laughs> and decorations. How, wait. What? I mean, why are you bedazzling doesn't... your cans? <laughs> they, they put spinners on their cans. Yeah. It's like, what? what are you decorating them with? They like How? those like phone keychains. Just like, oh my gosh! I don't know. Oh my gosh. Um. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I guess. I. But I guess technically, bottles have more space. Oh, but they're saying that you can't print on a lot yeah. of that. Okay, yeah. I got it. That makes sense. More that makes sense. To print on. Yeah. Um. Well, cool. And then it just goes into like here's all the countries around the world. <laughs> brewing around the world. Uh, they do. There is a very long part of this uh, for the uh, for the United Kingdom. So whoever put that line up near the top came down here and added a heck of a lot more. Um, the United States uh, it comes into a close second here with oh, actually I think we're, no it is longer than the UK version or UK part of the article. Hmm. I wanted I was hoping to get something rela- related to like millennials or a yeah. fad or something like that. Oh, Yingling's in here. I there mean, I guess that's a fad. Yeah. Um uh let's see. 
Yeah, I wanted to get something like that, but it does not look like I'm really getting... I don't have any links here because it says um, the craft brewing is most established in the U.S. Uh, where changes to U.S. law it, law laid the foundations for the expansion of craft brewing. Uh, apparently, I didn't realize this, uh, but the 1978 Carter homebrewing law allowed for small amounts of beer and wine. And in 79, uh, Carter signed a bill to deregulate the brewing industry, making it easier to start new breweries. Oh. Uh, and as a result of deregulation, home brewing became a popular hobby, which is the line, which is what I would click if that were, you know, <laughs> you know, if that were linked uh, in the 1980s, and 90s and in the mid 1990s, home brewers launched business ventures based on home based hobby brewing, which sounds like a really good tongue twister. Home based home -based hobby, hobby brewing, brewing. home home based hobby brewing. Um. Geez, they I really was expecting to find something related to that. Yeah. Um, I thought you'd find some, something. Some hipsters um, somewhere along the line. I did find I did find a vandalism. Under oh, God, vandalism. Yeah? <laughs> um someone uh on the end of a microbrewery or craft brewery, you know, it produces a small amount of beer, uh, you know, typically known for, for quality and, and flavor. And Good. then someone added after that, you could explain this to Joseph Kelly, though he wouldn't understand. So don't bother. Oh. Just bring a carton of tasteless Coronas and the man's happy. Dot, dot, oh. dot. Dang. Burn. So someone's calling Joe out. Yeah. That's harsh. That's harsh. Um, yeah, poor Joe. Let the, let the guy like what he likes. He doesn't have to. That doesn't mean anything. He can drink whatever he wants. Yeah. Coronas um, gross, though. But go Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, no, okay, I'm not going to. Um, Jeez, I'm not really going to pull anything else that's going to get me closer to their tax. That's not a thing. No. Um, Let's see. I, I'm i like, I'm craft brewing isn't even its own page here. It looks like that just links back to here. Um, Oh, wait, home brewing is here. That's definitely a millennial thing, I guess. I'm I'm really just running out of ideas for this. Yeah, you know what? I guess I'm going to try to do that. I'm going to... Oh, wait. Hold on. William Penn, Samuel Adams, and Patrick Henry are listed here as well. <laughs> Dude, any of them have a, have a goatee? No. I know Sam Adams did not. I don't know about William Penn or Patrick Henry. And I'm trying to honor our rule not to, not to mouse over their things. Mouse over the links. In the United Kingdom, they talk about guilds. I bet oh, people in, that were part of guilds had goatees. I'm clicking home brewing. <laughs> okay. Home brewing. Oh, dang. Oh, wow. This got weird fast. All right, go on. The Chin. All right. The Chin. It's kind of an interesting <laughs> article. Um, So the, the very beginning of it just explains what the Chin is. The Chin or the mental region. I don't know why it's called the mental region, but it is. Is wow. the area of the face below the lower lip, and including the mandibular prominence, it is formed by the lower <laughs> front of the mandible. And then the entire sure. rest of this article seems to be some college student's like essay. Oh, honestly, go evolution. This is how this is this is how it continues. The theory of evolution, constructed by Charles Darwin, is deeply believed by the majority of the academic society. The theory consists of two main points. All life on Earth is connected and related to each other. 
The diversity oh of life gosh. that is seen in the current world is a product of the modifications of population by natural selection, <laughs> where some traits were favored in and environments over others. Similar to every species and their evolving characteristics, hominids have evolved in such a way where natural selection favored the trait of having a chin. What? The difference from the modern human being skull and the Neanderthal era human being skull is apparent as the modern human being has a point on the chin whilst the Neanderthal-era human being does not. The oh. reasons this adaptation are still unclear. However, there are a few explanations that are debated amongst scholars who are interested in this topic. One of the most popular theories explaining the evolution of the chin seen in human beings is that it helps <laughs> support the jaw against certain mechanical stresses. Ionid oh. Eichem, a PhD student at the <laughs> University of Otago, published a journal in the Medical Hypotheses in 2007, claiming that the evolution of the chin occurred as a response to the unique form of speech of human beings, creating stress on the jaw from certain movements by the tongue muscles. And well, it just continues it like that. And it's just like, <clears throat> what? I was going to say it was kissing. That's the, that's the stress. Like, are we, we're the only animal and that does I mean, that, it, right? It seriously <laughs> reads like someone copied and pasted like an assignment yeah, onto this Wikipedia. Because like, and like it ends with overall, human beings are unique <laughs> in the sense that they are the only species among hominids who have chins. In the novel The also Enduring the Puzzle of the Human Chin, evolutionary anthropologists James Pampouche and David Daigling discuss various theories that have been raised to solve the puzzle of the chin. Wait a minute, a novel? Wait, what they you call saying? it a novel. It's two anthropologists I mean... talking about I th I'm, I'm assuming that they're real. <laughs> the real people that it's that someone didn't write a book about two anthropologists talking about the chin calling it the enduring puzzle of the human chin i i, I now would i want to know i would love for it to be a choose your own adventure for sure that'd be great <laughs> through the examination really of various bizarre. theories that are constantly being formed the truth about the origins of the human chin will perhaps be unraveled in the close future everyone's talking about it yeah, you know, everyone's coming up with their own their own thinking. Everyone wants to be the first one to really crack that code. Speaking of cracks, be... uh, cleft chin, <laughs> <Cleft> chins. <laughs> uh, chin dimple. First, the dimple and the chin. Uh, people can develop these over time, often because one half of the jaw is longer than the other, leading oh. to facial asymmetry. In Persian literature, oh, yes. the chin the chin dimple is considered a factor of beauty and is metaphorically referred to as the chin pit. <laughs> Or the chin well. Well, well that's close. A We're well in there. which the poor lover is fallen and trapped. I have fallen into oh, your chin well. I am well. so smitten. <laughs> I have fallen down your chin well, and it's too slippery for me to climb back out. Okay, oh, sorry. Okay, I have now a you guys are making it weird. <laughs> a little bit of pepperoni grease there. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Um, yeah, nothing about hair here. I just just gonna keep moving around the face. I think. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna go to neck. I'm gonna. Oh, I thought you were gonna go to lips next. Okay. Um. Well. Well, I'm not doing so hot either. Uh, except that. Okay. So again, I really thought it was gonna be like, well, you know, this is a thing. People are doing this. Uh, home brewing is the brewing of beer, mead, and ciders on a small scale for personal, non-commercial purposes. Um, it's, uh, says here in, um, yeah, it's, it's been done for thousands of years yeah. prior to commercial production. 
although its legality is varied among uh, according to local regulation Dang. um in the u.s a permit is required to distill spirits such as moonshine and demons i guess um beer has been brewed domestically throughout its seven thousand years year history okay when they say that they're not saying any particular place but okay mm. saying it's being brewed domestically means it's being brewed wherever it's being brewed like yeah that's it's it's always been brewed domestically no matter it wherever the beer domest- is being made you're not domesticating is where the, it's the, beer. the, the beer's home yeah it can't be the other type of domestication either right no <laughs> these are these aren't wild this isn't wild barley it's domesticated wheat you gotta you gotta watch those hops those hops are but their hops are only dangerous if they're wounded though you know yeah uh, uh the greeks yeah. and romans cultivated both grape yeah, wine and beer okay. to a lesser extent. All right. um yeah okay well uh yeah so they they have here's the other thing about Here's the other thing about home brewing is that there's a lot of like tools involved and all of those tools are named after people. And I think I'm half convinced now at this point, reading some of this page, that one of the main reasons to get into home brewing is to try to make a tool that someone that it that makes someone else say your name repeatedly. Oh, so they have like the. um Okay, uh, they have down here the, um, oh, dang it, I had a whole list of them, because they were ridiculous. Uh, there is the Blickman Fermentator, the, um, the Grolich, oh, it, oh. which is spelled G-R-O-L-S-C-H. Oh man, there there are the reconditioned Cornelius kegs, um, which is a that is a uh, a steampunk uh, Civil War hero. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I mean just lots of things like that. But but uh, here's the one thing that I do want to to point out here because you guys. We all know how how we feel about, you know, everyone has their own opinion about beer and how it tastes. But uh, the Beer Judge Certification Program trains and certifies beer judges through classes and tasting and written tests. What do, uh, There are five criteria that they judge beer on, and I would like to know what those five are. Fizziness. Head. No. No. Floral Color. notes. No. <laughs> You guys are, you're like hitting all around them. Whether it gets you Uh, crunk. (laughs) Yes. Uh, What I'm going to give them, I'm just going to give them to you. Uh, There is aroma, appearance. Okay. Flavor, mouthfeel, and overall impression. So even in this, they couldn't come up with five. It was just, you know, these four things and I, I, just to you know just whether we like it or not whether it's fun (laughs) i just want to know whether it's fun um again on this page no one talks about it being a you know like a a a a fat or you know anything along those lines um there are links there's like five links on here uh there's nanotechnology which is a chance that i could take um there's a bunch of i mean uh like 
mash and then the then uh like irish moss and things like that so so what i'm saying is i kind of backed myself into a corner um oh fermentation i actually also thought i would get to drinks that you know would also take me to lips <laughs> so <laughs> i could at least which would take me close to where tim's at i guess um <clears throat> yeah I'm, I'm trying to find something here for you i guess i could go to prohibition yeah like i'm just trying because that'll get me toward people yes they're also just people you know toward humans involved in involved with these things yes (laughs) i really i do want to click the beer judge certification program just just for fun but not not that's not going to help me on this on this episode um maybe the ancient romans or the greeks were the first to cut their hair wear Hmm. wear hairstyles like goatees <sighs> um, goatees are hairstyles I... right <laughs> yeah yes i guess you know what yeah i am gonna do it i'm gonna go with prohibition just okay. trying to just tr- trying to make a jump here Prohibition. all right tim the neck uh <laughs> this is a bad page it's all oh, anatomical no. with one exception is it about kissing? Nope. One of the last photos on this page is just titled A Man with a Large Neck. <laughs> and this man has a large neck. And yes. he is proud of it and he is using the space on that neck. He has a neck tattoo that is almost wider than his head. I mean... And it says it blessed. Can't... And it's like, yes, you are. Yep, neck blessed. Wow. Neck blessed. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we can ever ask to be. Well, it's got to be. Yep, that oh, is. Wow. That is a that is a man of the glorious neck. Amazing. Yep. Uh, so Blood supply really and wanna... vessels. An empty <laughs> section. That's an incredible neck. Yeah. Are it we is. sure that's not photoshopped? Pretty sure. I mean, no one is anymore. And then, like, oh below that, goodness. like, you have a really small picture of a giraffe because nobody cares after seeing Giraffes a man with a large neck. having a long neck, mm-hmm. yeah. We guess giraffe necks are impressive. But get a load I of this guess. guy. Uh, there isn't really anything I want to talk about on this page. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. And there aren't really a lot of great links here. I'm just going to go to head. Okay. <laughs> We're, this is oh, it go starts with the head of a meerkat. What points to this why page? Choose, why do they choose this? This is great. <laughs> it's great. It's true. I just don't. <laughs> Man, and there's the head well, of a bee here too. <laughs> so, <laughs> it looks oh, like oh. a barista when you can't decide <laughs> <laughs> what you want. <laughs> A B-Rista. Right, guys? <laughs> Good. Well, Sky, it's better than I was going to go with... Oh, if it's at the top of the page, it's a B-heading. Okay, and that's our show. Great. Okay, well, sorry. Tim, sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Prohibition in the United States. Here we are. It's dumb. I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> Uh, Prohibition was a nationwide constitutional ban on the production, importation, transportation, and sale of alcoholic beverages from 1920 to 1933. Uh, Yeah, I mean, 
here's the thing. It, they're saying, led by piastic Protestants to end the alcoholic beverage trade, to cure the ill society, and weaken the political opposition. I'm like 90% certain that it's actually racism. Oh my gosh, that bee does look like <laughs> a barista. Hmm. <laughs> like, yeah? Um, here's the... Um, Here's the the one of the best images on this page, which I had, which gave me pause when I looked at it. It's a poster, I suppose, cartoon, um, where this guy is upset that he can't get a drink, I guess. And this is a warning of what will be ha- what will happen. Oh my gosh, this is a play. Is this a song? There's a there's a play button. Every day it. will be Sunday when the town goes dry. When the town goes dry, um, and it is. Oh my gosh, it is a song. Oh my gosh. Uh well, it's a song about how the it's every day will be Sunday when the town goes dry. That makes mm-hmm. sense. Oh man, made in 1918. That's so good. Uh I initially read that as every day will be Sunday when the town goes dry and I was like, yeah, great. So it will always be a weekend? Yeah, that sounds this? good. Yeah, let's but do you'll it. Always know <laughs> Mondays around the corner. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Even though it never comes. <laughs> it's the worst um okay well uh so there's a lot I of political am, uh, cartoons here oh lots there's a lot going i mean on. they people had opinions about this i don't know if you know sky yeah people like feel it. strongly about about beer <laughs> mm-hmm. there are several goatees on this page um yeah none of which are linked of course no I mean, why would they be? Uh, <laughs> binge drinking um, is here. Women's suffrage. Yeah. Uh, a free lunch is is here. Oh. Uh, Franklin Roosevelt. Yeah. He had, he had a mustache, not a goatee, though. Right. Um, let's see. Do do do. Uh, industrial alcohols. Good. Good. Bathtub gin. <laughs> Always good. I mean, it's all it's all in how you approach it, right? Um, oh, they have a newsreel here about the end of Prohibition. Uh, Al Capone, Roaring who did 20s. not have a goatee. Did he? He didn't have one, right? No. I don't think so. I also don't think that the plan to like just find people that have goatees probably isn't I know, well. I know, Sky. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> I'm just saying. I know you're joking, but. I, I'm aware. I'm just trying to do something to get me closer to this. Um, Jeez, I am. There's a section here about Christian views on it. Okay. And if I could find my way to Amish or Mennonite uh, faiths, then I that could, could work. Also, you're kind of in yeah. a, a, Americana right now. I can think of a famous <laughs> American figure with a goatee. Yeah, well, Mister Mister Goatee. Mr. Is that Uncle, what you're talking Uncle about? Sam. Sam Goatee. Yep. <laughs> Sam Goatee. <laughs> Again, I don't know if they would describe him as someone with a goatee. <laughs> like, no, no, no. I don't. I, I'm. I'm saying I don't know if Wikipedia would be like it's a guy. <laughs> With a mustache and a goatee. I don't know if it would either, but... That's fair. Yeah. Okay, let's see. Um, 
Is is Uncle Sam on this page? I don't think so. I was just thinking Americana. Yeah. You know. Um, you know what? I'm gonna go my I'm gonna go my route with um with uh Amish people. Okay. <laughs> See if I can't do something with that. Wait, wait, uh where are so you going? let's say uh revivalism. Which one do I want? Mainline Protestant? Southern United States, evangelical pro- hmm. uh oh, wait, Lutherans. That's hmm. I don't know which one. Uh let's go with Is Goatee a page on Wikipedia? <laughs> it was like last week. Okay. Uh I'm going to uh um you know what? I'm just gonna click I'm yeah, I'm just gonna click uh mainline protestant mostly because i'm curious what that is mm. I, I won't stay there long i promise all right mainline protestant is what you're clicking on that is Tim, what i'm right ahead yeah it's another cruddy page you're oh, kidding man. like it talks about the human head but it only talks about like the skull and stuff this guy has, doesn't talk about has the skin goatee. and the things on it is there hair here no it's not even hair isn't even linked nope it's mentioned Scalp? once. <laughs> nope. Uh, where was I going to go on here again? Labrum is the upper lip. Hmm. <laughs> good, the good. Labium is the lower lip. Hmm. But they also don't even good. have like lips. <laughs> Do go they back, have lips? They don't even have the cheek. They have cheekbone. Hmm. Like but you, those are you, important too. You put a you put a cute picture of a meerkat on here, and then you just totally disappoint with the rest of this article. Maybe the meerkat. Maybe they're counting on the meerkat to carry the page. I think so. Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna <laughs> click on meerkat. You're okay. What? Oh no. What? I'm abandoning anatomy. Oh. What? Oh boy. Oh, I. Hey, I mean, hey, meerkats might at least have fur. Uh, is there a bearded meerkat that I don't know about? <laughs> is that great? Is that what's happening here? So great. There's a lot of good meerkats um, here. Mainline Protestant. Yeah, not. I'm not staying here. Uh, it's a group of Protestant denominations in the United States that contrast in history and practice with evangelical, fundamentalist, and charismatic Protestant denominations. Some make a distinction between mainland and mainline and old line, with the former referring only to denominational ties. And the latter referring to church lineage, prestige, and influence, which is a weird way to quantify a church. Great. Um, uh, however, this distinction has been largely lost to history, and the terms are now nearly synonymous. Great. Um, oh, okay. Mainline Protestants were a majority of Protestants in the United States until the mid-20th century, but along with most other Christian denominations, they have experienced a decline in membership. Okay, well, you guys can think about that. Um <clears throat> Let's see. So, here's the thing. Amish, Amish, uh, uh, the, the Amish, uh, I guess, faith? The, tradition? Tradition is the word I was looking for. Thank you. Uh, is not on this page. Uh-huh. Um, but there are several close ones. I mean, at least in the same line is... Um, they have the uh they have the Quakers on here. And I'm probably gonna click them. Okay. I'm sure the Amish um, are 
around that. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that'll at least, again, get me closer to. So. Yeah. Gonna do that. All right. So, Tim, the meerkat. Here we are. Meerkats as pets. This okay. section are needs they, expansion. Yeah. Are they meerkats or are they are they special ones? Meerkats, being wild animals, make poor pets. They can be aggressive, especially toward guests, and they may also bite. Wow. They will scent mark their owner and the house. Oh. <laughs> their territory. Oh. Um, meerkat is a loan word from Afrikaans. Uh, the name has a Dutch origin, but by misidentification. In Dutch, meerkat means the guignon, a monkey of the genus Circopithecus. The word meerkat is Dutch for lake cat, but although the suricata is a filiform, it is not of the cat family. Okay. Okay. <laughs> sure, I'm not exactly sure I followed that, but okay. So do- so is there an actual reason why they why we call them is it just a naming tradition or convention thing that we um, call them cats even though they're not cats? In early literature surrogates were referred as meerkat in colo- in colloquial Afrikaans meer means termite and cat means cat. And it's oh, so been eat, speculated the name comes K-A-T. from their frequent association with termite mounds or the termites yeah. that they eat. Like, so they uh, they look like small Cat-like animals that that eat termites. Got it. Yes. Um. Nothing about fur is linked here. Are you looking for like goats? <laughs> I'm just looking for hair. <laughs> I mean, hair is here, but it's not linked. Exactly. Mm. Are there other I might hairy just click animals? on cat. Cat family. Cat. Could just cat. click on mammals. Yeah. I mean, that will take us toward the, toward that direction. May I click on mammals? It's in the sidebar. I mean, I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, let's do it at this point. Thank this you. point, yes. This is crazy. Amazing. Um. All right. Well, uh, I didn't get to read most of this page because it's enormous. Uh, it this so page big. is larger than the Coca-Cola page. Yep. Uh, Quakers... <laughs> Or friends are members of a historically Christian group of religious mo- movements formerly known as the Religious Society of Friends, Society of Friends, or Friends Church. Members of the various Quaker movements are generally all united in, a, in the belief of the ability of each human being to experimentally, exper- experientially, probably experimentally too, I guess, access the light within or that of God in everyone, which is a, it's a great thought. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so let's see. Uh, it says here about 89% of Quakers worldwide belong to the evangelical or and programmed branch of Quakerism. Uh, these Quakers worship in services with singing and a prepared message from the Bible coordinated by a pastor. And around 11% of friends, which this is the majority of what I've heard from other people who are Quaker or who have who, who know people who are Quakers, uh, practice waiting worship or unprogrammed worship. Uh, where the order of service is not planned in advance, is predominantly silent, and may include unprepared vocal ministry from those present. I I yep. know that sounds intense for some people, but I think that actually kind of sounds nice a little bit, too. Yeah. I went to, like, a Quaker... It wasn't, like, a service. It was, like, a demonstration, which was bizarre. We were at, like, a an old, like, Quaker... Uh, not a state. But you know what I mean. <laughs> like area a quaker state in like kentucky 
and uh yeah they had a service and they did that stuff and it was interesting that sounds cool um have we been to this page it says that we have yeah the highest concentration of quakers is in africa and i'm like i remember that (laughs) (laughs) i know that um yeah we have been here and you'd think i would remember that there was nothing related here to because you were looking for beards yeah (laughs) or okay so here's the other thing um they have in here in the past, Quakers were known for their use of the as an ordinary pronoun, which I, I still I still kind of like, um, uh, although I would probably hate it if I used it. Uh, refusal to par- participate in war, plain dress, refusal to swear oaths, opposition to slavery, and teetotalism. Plain dress is linked. And yeah, I think I might try that. Sounds good. I'm going to do it. Clicking on plain dress. Plain dress. All right. Tim, mammal. Is hair is hair here? Yes, it is. Mammals Don't, have hair. And mammals. it's linked. Oh man. So uh <clears throat> seeing if there's so uh there's a there's a yeah, you don't want to be on this page. Well, <laughs> unless why? you want to see a, unless you want to see a gif of raccoon lungs being inflated manually. Ah, no. Yeah. Why? I don't know, but you can hear a, a beluga. Oh, <laughs> takes, I mean, takes I... and gives, <laughs> and then here's a bovine kidney. Okay. Uh, I mean, I was I was with you up to the beluga. That that was good. So nothing nothing about beers, unfortunately. But I'm gonna go to hair. Hair. Good. Hair. 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 Uh, plain dress is a practice among some religious groups, primarily some Christian churches in which people dress in clothes of traditional modest design, sturdy fabric, and conservative cut. I mean, I, I do, do they have to be sturdy fabrics? Like, that feels... Uh, yeah. It is intended to show humility and, pres- and preserve communal separateness from the rest of the world. That's cool. Um, they do mention in here um, that, yeah, this would link me to uh, the... Oh, Anabaptist branches. Okay, Amish is in here as well. Cool. Um so here's the thing. This is what I was looking for in that they say that uh, part of the part of plain dress is a an urging for men not to shave or cut their beards. And they actually give the um, they actually give the links or the, to the biblical uh, scripture verses here. But but beard or shaving or any of those things not linked. Interesting. So, uh, that's wild. But you could get to Amish. Yeah, that, oh. that's that's where I'm probably going to go here. They have Christian head covering, which no. Um, yeah, I guess I have to. All right, let's do Amish. Yeah, clicking that. Uh, hair, hair, hair. Great. So there's. The Andre Walker hair typing system is the most widely used system to classify hair. Wow. The system was created by the hairstylist of Oprah Winfrey, Andre Walker. According to the system, there are four types of hair. Straight, wavy, curly, and kinky. Type 1 is straight hair, which reflects the most sheen and also the most resilient hair of all the hair types. It is hard to damage and immensely difficult to curl this hair feature. Wow. Texture. 
because the sebum easily spreads from the scalp to the ends without curls or kinks to interrupt its path, it is the most oily hair texture of all. <laughs> Type 2 is wavy hair, whose texture and sheen ranges somewhere between straight and curly. Wavy hair is also more likely to become frizzy than straight hair. While type yes. A waves can easily alternate between straight and curly styles, type B and C wavy hair is resistant to styling. So they even divide each type wow. into different um, subcategories. Type 3 is what curly I... hair known to have an S shape. The curl pattern may resemble a lowercase s, uppercase s. What is the difference? I mean, about an inch, I guess. Or sometimes an uppercase Z or lowercase Z. Citation needed. Definitely. Because there's no difference. <laughs> so the the Z or the S is, depends on where you're starting the shape. Yep. So. And type 4 is kinky hair, which features a tightly coiled curl pattern, or no discernible curl pattern at all. That is often fragile <laughs> and very high density. This type of hair shrinks when wet, and because it has fewer cuticle layers than other hair types, it is more susceptible to damage. Amazing. What I want to know is which one of them is good against water types. Um, well, not kinky because it shrinks in water. <laughs> I guess straight because it's it's more um, it's oily, yeah. but it's resistant to water. Fair, fair. Yeah. Um. So uh, hair removal? No. No. Um, Human hairlessness. Nothing about beards. No. Wait a minute. Wait. Uh. Oh. Androgenic hair. Uh, that's that would be male. Yeah, male hair. I male suppose. Male hair. Just male hair. Let's go. I think. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I see. I see a beard. Oh. <laughs> okay. Great. Great. Maybe you'll get there before I do because the Amish are a group of traditional Christian cr- traditionalist Christian church fellowships with Swiss, German, and Anabaptist origins. They are closely related to, but not, but distinct from Mennonite churches. They're known for simple living, plain dress, and reluctance to adopt many conveniences and modern technology. Uh, we all grew up in places where there are a lot of Amish people. Um, so this is interesting to hear them just described as that. Yeah. Because, I mean, they were all around my town. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, us too. Um, so, uh, yeah. Uh, as of 2000, over 165,000 old or older old order Amish lived in the United States, and about 1,500 lived in Canada. Uh, a 2008 study suggested their numbers had increased to 22 set. I'm sorry, 227,000, and further increased uh, in in 2010 to 249,000. That's amazing. Um, so uh, for all of that. They do not have uh, beards on here. They 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 refer to beards, but beards are not linked. Sure. Uh, which I mean, why would they be? That's why? not important. That's not an important cultural part of their of what we know about them. No. Uh, goodness. So I I'm I'm really at a loss to yeah. uh, to even figure out what to click here. That's tough. <laughs> um. No. Oh, jeez. No, no, I, I really don't know. I mean, there's birth control on here. I could do that. One room schoolhouses. Sure. Famously famous for beards, for goatees. For goatees. Um, goodness. <laughs> the New World. 
Okay, uh, let's see. Uh, I'm going to click. <laughs> There's Mennonites on here. They might have something related to it. You know what? Yeah. I'm clicking Mennonite churches, hopping sure. from one to the other. Just around the world. Yeah. All right. Around the religious world. Uh, Tim, body <laughs> hair. Body hair. Or androgenic hair is the terminal hair that develops in the human body during and after puberty. It's the hair that grows in places where you've never had hair before. Yay. Yep. Um, let's see here. Where does this sentence start? Oh, the density of hair, <laughs> i.e. the number of hair follicles per unit area of skin, varies from person to person. In many cases, areas on the human body that contain vellus hair, which is like that really fine, soft, oh, downy hair that you have. Yeah. Um will begin to produce darker and thicker body hair, such as the first growth of beard hair on a male. <gasps> yes. Oh, thank God. I'm going to beard hair. Beard hair. <laughs> Which takes hair. me to beard. Um, so, uh, the Mennonites are members of certain Christian groups belonging to the church communities of the Anabaptist denominations named after Menno Sim Simmons, which I did not know, which is a person's name. Of Friesland, uh, which is today a province of the Netherlands. Um, I'm not going to read all of this because, uh, I mean, it's a lot. And we've been through a lot already tonight. Yeah. Um, there's pacifism on here, uh, which is interesting. Um, and, I mean, there, beards are not on here. And not just not at all. Uh, and neither, I mean, neither are goatees. I, I searched for both. Um, and I guess I'm going to, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, you know who famously had a beard in, in white church teachings? Uh. Jesus is linked on here. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> All right. Oh, I'm going to do it. Let's do it. Let's go to Jesus. Tim, please stop me before I click this. <laughs> Uh, you're 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 okay. You're gonna be all right. Good. Um, so beards have like you know it's hair on your face. Yes, basically your chin, your upper lip, your cheeks and neck. They're prominent mandibulars. We were at three here. of those places <laughs> and nothing. No, bearded and five o'clock shadow redirect here. Uh, for the British music magazine, see bearded. Uh. For the acapella group, see five o'clock shadow. There we go. Oh, wow. Let's just go down to types of beards, shall we? I'd love to. Types of beards, types of beards. Scrolling on down to types of beards. Uh, there's the full beard, a downward flowing beard with either styled or integrated mustache. You know. Garibaldi is a wide full beard with rounded bottom and integrated mustache. That we has skip, a name? We skipped something yep. important. The ancient Greeks regarded the beard as bad. Oh, oh my really. gosh. <laughs> um, there's the Van Dyke, a goatee accompanied by a mustache. Then there's the monkey tail, a Van Dyke is viewed from one side. And the Lincoln Lord. plus mustache is viewed from the other. <laughs> giving no. the impression that a monkey's tail stretches from an ear down to the chin and around one's mouth. No. That's what it says. Okay, well, people do things. Um, soul patch, people a small beard just below the... Okay, wait a minute. I'm gonna just I'm gonna open a new window in Soul Patch. 
<laughs> and if you know who isn't there, I am. I I know he's I know. not there. Are you serious? So so Guy Fieri's not there, but you know who is Mr. Clean? How close? Howie Mandel. Uh-oh. Oh yeah! Wow, just a close up that. of his of his lip and um and soul patch. <laughs> huh. Uh, can we take this moment just to issue a, a like a, a podcast wide uh, apology for making fun of Guy Fieri so much? I keep meaning for us to do he it because I don't make fun of him. I celebrate him. I don't know what you've been doing. That's fair. You know what? Yeah, <laughs> let's look at it like that. He's he seems like a very cool guy, and we're sorry if we ever made fun of him. Yeah, he's a pretty cool dude. Yes. Yeah. Uh, friendly mutton chops. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say friendly? Friendly. Our lawn like, mutton chops type sideburns connected to a mustache, but with a shaved chin. I guess that makes like it friendly. Gregarious must mm-hmm. uh mutton chops is what you're saying. Yep. The um, Brett, I, similar to the chin curtain beard, does not connect to the sideburns. Oh my gosh. Stop saying these names. Um Animals in animals, many goats possess a beard. The male sometimes urinates on his own beard. As a marking nope. behavior during rutting. I yeah, mean, okay. what male hasn't? Okay, we're um, done here. There's uh. the bearded sake, which is, it seems to be a primate, um, a monkey-type primate, but if you look at a picture of it, it looks like a poodle in a tree. He's got a big old tail. <laughs> he does. He's got, it's a wonderful tail. Wow. Thank you for uploading that, Sky. Um, oh, wow. It's a, it's a good animal. That is a good animal. Um, but like there is that. goatee on here. A tuft of oh, hair growing on the chin, sometimes resembling a billy goat's. Yay. And I'm clicking on that. Oh, It brings goodness. Uncle Sam's on here. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yep. Good. <laughs> hey, Kyle. I'm going go, to go to the Uncle Sam page and see if goatee is on here. Is it? Would you like oh, to tell us about Jesus first? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, Sky. <laughs> Here's a bigger version of it. Because it is the it is the image more than any more than any other that influenced the modern appearance of Uncle Sam. An elderly white man with white hair and a goatee. What? This Whoa. poster is insane. Whoa. Uncle Sam, Uncle Sam. is that extra shovel. Uncle Sam, please don't, don't like do you, that. I like your muscly arm. <laughs> Sa- Sa- Sam, this is this is not okay. I love America. Oh my gosh. Uh, All right, well, I was wrong, and also I'm very upset. Jesus, yes. I'm not talking about Jesus. <laughs> not doing it. You can't make me. Uh, yeah, go tease, guys. Go teeth. Yeah. <laughs> tired. Are you tired? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this has been quite a trip. I oh got my to, gosh! I got no, the you hair too? very very early on, and I was like, "This this will make sense." <laughs> <laughs> you uh, underestimated us quite a bit. Well, I was like, as soon as you were like at chin, I'm like, "He's got it. He's got to have it." And then it's like, "Yeah, nah. clearly." It's like you went to head. Yep, it's gonna be no, no. Okay. So I want to tell you about some of the things that link to this. Most of them, hair, beatniks, yeah, uh, 
leg shaving, the high end period, the beat generation, uh, dreadlocks, braids, dreadlocks, yes, mustache, buzz cuts, mustache. bikini waxing, <laughs> nasal hair, all of these, all of these could, oh, good eats, good eats could have gotten us here. <laughs> all right, sorry. Well, yep. good so, job, Tim. Thank you. I just wanted to Oh, wait, are we going to talk about goatees? Until the late 20th century, the term goatee was used to refer solely to a beard formed by a tuft of hair on the chin, as on the chin of a goat, hence the term beardette. KFC could have gotten us to this page. By the 1990s, the word had become an umbrella term used to refer to any facial hairstyle incorporating hair on the chin, but not on the cheeks. There's Except for a snape? There is debate over whether this style is correctly called a goatee or a Van Dyke. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't tell you the definition of The style of dates back to this. ancient Greece and ancient Rome. Oh, my. <laughs> where the Please. god Pan is traditionally depicted with one. Yes, they figured it out. Oh. When All Christianity right. became the dominant religion and began copying imagery from pagan myth, Satan was given the likeness of Pan, leading to Satan traditionally being depicted with a goatee. Yep. Okay. All right. <laughs> Good. Good job. Oh, guys. Zitz the comic. Zitz. Oh, oh, hold on. Journey to the Center of the Earth, 1959 film, would have gotten us there. So yeah, there's a lot of options for you to do. I'm just saying. I'm <laughs> Evil not twin. Wrong. Evil, Evil twin. twin. How did I forget this? <laughs> that would have been so e- great. Evil twin could have gotten us there. Oh man. Oh, Man at Arms from the He-Man cartoon. <laughs> well, if you enjoyed this, bless you. Uh, there are other episodes around the internet and your podcast app. Oh, Barber's Poll. You can find us at wskbcast.blogspot.com. Uh, you can just listen to them on the internet that way. Otherwise, we're like on, you know, we're on iTunes and all that jazz. On your favorite podcast catcher. Just search We Should Know Better. Um, we're also on Twitter and, uh, oh, there's something important that, that happened is the goats back. Yeah. Oh yeah. The gavel goat. Gavel goat. Um, you may remember a year ago (laughs) in an episode (laughs) from a year ago, we talked about the gavel goat, (laughs) which is, is a big goat made out of like straw and shit. And yeah. uh, everyone burns it down. Um, it hasn't been burned down lately, though. No. Uh, episode eighty-eight: A watched goat never burns. Yeah, we yeah, put it on. We put one. it on the map. Yeah. Hey Tim, uh, the list of Kirby characters page would have gotten us to goatee. Really? Somehow. Who's got a goatee in the Kirby games? All right, continue, Sky. I'm sorry. But yeah. So make sure you follow them on Twitter as well. Yeah, make sure you follow them on Twitter as well. And uh, that's pretty much it. Do you guys have anything to plug? Just that I'm glad to see the gavel goat is back. It, it is it is very cute, and I, I like this tradition. Great. It is good, and it's a good. It's yeah. such a good social media presence that it has. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know who I have missed on social media? I haven't seen them tweet yet, is the, is the um, oh, geez, what's the uh, 30 Rock... Uh, Christmas tree oh. is usually tweeting by now, but I haven't seen it. Hmm. Is it lit yet? Um, it's got to be. Uh, I, yes, oh, yeah, it is. Up, definitely. 
Yeah, uh, specific, and I know this specifically because I heard on uh, the Gay USA podcast that the 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 family that it came from was a was a lesbian couple, and it's the first one, first Christmas tree that we know of. <laughs> Uh, that went to 30 rock, uh, that comes from an LGBT family. And Great. I was like, yeah, we did it. Woo. We got the tree. Clone troopers would have gotten us to go tease. Um, great. Well, this has been fun <laughs> until <laughs> next time, fellas. I'll see you later. Yeah. I'm going to have to go. Have I'm going to go, uh, trim my, trim my beard into a goatee. Yeah. Do it. No, I'm, I'm not. Turn never, my goatee never again. into a go tree. Whoa! I'm gonna decorate it for Christmas. You know that people have done that. I'm gonna search Go Tree right now, and I'm gonna find all these people. <laughs> anyway, oh, no, good night, apparently everyone. A musical artist called Go Tree. <laughs> um, great. That's the ending. <laughs> that's, how, that's how it's gonna end. Good night, everyone. We love you. Good night. Um, and now for some really bad stinger material. So we went to see Trans-Siberian Orchestra on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, Candace had never seen them, and so we got tickets. Oh, geez. Hang on. I got to plug in the laptop. And it was a thing. <laughs> plug in your laptop. I can't believe I'm not finding anything with Go Tree. Yeah. Go Go tea. Go tea tree. Go tea tree. Go tea tree oil. Go tea Christmas tree. Uh, here's a man with a cornucopia. What? This is a start. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just just looked up and saw that my uh, the the little energy light or battery light was flashing. So. Cool. Got ya. Alright. Well, I'm glad that it happened now. Yeah. Yes. Alright, sorry. Let's see. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That is a beard cornucopia. But yeah, we, and they actually put things in it. They did. <laughs> That's choice. We went to see... So we went to see TSO. We went to see Trans-Siberian Orchestra. And all their lasers and their fire. And... <laughs> They had like a, they had like almost like a play. I don't remember if we, if they had it when we saw them before Tim back in the day, but it goes through like this little story about a girl who like doesn't have a place to go on Christmas and la da da finds the holy holy spirit of Christmas and whatever. Sure. And uh, she go, and about you know, about it's about like an hour and a half in. We're like, and it finishes, and we're like, great, cool, that was fun, time to go. They're like, nah, it's half over, buds. What? We're gonna play a bunch of our oldies and some things that we don't usually play during the holidays. <laughs> it's like, okay. And one of the songs they played, I don't remember what the song was, but they had screens up and they just started showing all these flags. And you know what one of the flags they showed was? What? It was an orange flag. 
with hands outstretched. No. Yep, I recognized it immediately. Like it was just You're like Antarctica. <laughs> it was just spamming these flags and like it was near the beginning because I think it went through them in alphabetical order. Nice. And then it was just showing it was like showing all these flags flying around. I couldn't find Antarctica again, but I was like, hey, some jerk made that. <laughs> some jerk self appointed himself. Flag master. <laughs> <laughs>